It's okay not to be okay today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. I've been praying for you this week. I've been praying for all the listeners because God is going to do something for you today. But first, he wants you to know it's okay not to be okay. We live in this world, especially now with all the fancy commercials and all the eggnog and the pretty clothes and smiley faces that we're supposed to be a certain way at Christmas. And we're not all like that. And so today, I want you to hear an interview I had a few months ago with Lori Wildenberg. She wrote a book called Messy Hope. And today we talk about anxiety, depression. What is hope? How do we get to live the life and begin to have peace in our life? And how do we get the hell out of our life? You're going to love today's show. It's going to encourage you. It's going to empower you. And it's going to inspire you. Let me introduce you to my guest today, Lori Wildenberg. Lori is a mom of a daughter who has wrestled with depression. She is passionate about helping parents help their children navigate a messy life. Lori is a licensed parent and family educator, national speaker, and author or co-author of six parenting books. I'm so glad to have Lori as part of my show today. Lori, welcome to Get the Hell Out of Your Life. How are you today? Oh, it's great to be here with you, Ron. I'm, I'm doing well. Why is your book titled Messy Hope? The reason messy hope is hope really springs forth when we are in the middle of the mess. And it's not, it's not a clean response. It's, it's a supernatural one that occurs in the hardness of life, in the struggles that we go through, in the messes. Yeah, this, the reason I wrote it is because my, uh, one of my kiddos has struggled with, um, depression. And when she was in college, she actually had, um, praise the Lord, a failed suicide attempt. And because of our experiences um, with this issue of depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation, this book, God continued to prod me to write. And I was resistant to it, to be honest, because it was a scary one to write, and I ended up writing it because my daughter, a few years after she had had this experience, her failed attempt, she wrote a blog to reach out to people who were experiencing depression, to encourage them, to encourage them to get help, to let them know that they weren't alone. That blog was pretty hard to read because she talked about her feelings during that time. That was the prodding that I needed to know that it was okay to ask her if she would allow me to tell some of her story and if she would be willing to have her voice 
and a book for parents on how to help their kiddos either prevent or to overcome these mental health issues. And she was very agreeable to it. She wanted to do this. And then once we got started working on the project, I'd have moments of big fear that this was going to push her back into that that dark place. Um, and I kept checking in with her if she was okay and how she was doing. And one of the beautiful, most beautiful answers she gave me is, you know, mom, I have to tell you that I really can't hardly even relate to that person anymore because I look at life so differently now. I know there's a part in your book that really caught my attention. Here it is on page 81. It says there's a new lonely that young people are now experiencing. What do you mean by that? There's a new lonely that young people are now experiencing. You know, that whole social media really um, contributes to this because they are connecting with people virtually, but not physically and not, you know, in the same, same space. And as they are going through this, they withdraw often from the people that are in their actual sphere of physical sphere and are connecting with people online. And that's contributing to isolation which contributes to the loneliness, which is just this great big, huge cycle. You know, the withdrawing is really, a, it's a very big concern. In your book, Lori, you mentioned that resilience is not enough. What do you mean by that? Resilience is a great start. It, and it's one of the cogs of the wheel of hope. But it's just one. And I think if we only rely on resilience, we only think of that to help our kids to learn how to persevere through the hard things. I visualize resilience like an elastic and you can keep stretching and stretching and stretching it and you bounce back and you bounce back and then you bounce back a little bit less and a little bit less because pretty soon resilience is just not going to be enough and that elastic is going to be stretched so much that there is no more bouncing back. Our kids need supernatural hope. They need to, as they're growing up and as we raise our kids, we need more than resilience. We, we need a different perspective on a way to look at life. We need prayer. We need to understand that we can ask for and receive help and that there's no shame in that. There's a lot of cogs in the wheel of supernatural hope that need to be implemented, not just resilience. You say reality is more important than positivity. Can you explain this? <laughs> you know, while I was researching for the book, that really shocked me because I thought, well, it's more, you know, like pull up your bootstraps or this isn't so bad. The, those sort of comments um, are actually very dismissive of a person who is struggling just to get through the day. And if we can approach life by understanding that, you know what? Yeah, the truth is life can be hard. And the truth is we are going to have things that make us sad, that we might grieve over, that make us angry, things that uh, we are fearful about. We are going to live, our kids are going to live a whole life. And if we only camp on positivity and happiness, our kids are going to feel like they're not doing life right. And life is really lived in the unexpected. And that's where we need to, not in the sense of 
waiting for the next shoe to drop, but to be prepared and to allow our kids to experience some hardship so that when the bigger hardships arrive, they are able to walk through those and handle them. Every so often, somebody will say, Ron, I, I, I listened to your program, but I wish it was just a little bit more positive. I said, well, listen, it's it's very positive you would listen to the whole thing, but you can't skate around things with all these nice words and being happy all the time. Sometimes you just have to talk to people about reality, what's really going on out there. And I think that's what you were trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Because Otherwise, it's very dismissive yeah. and it, you know, it, it's, it's called toxic positivity when you keep throwing that out and you're unable to hear somebody else's struggle. That's not meeting them where they're at, allowing them to express their sadness or frustration or anger, glossing over it. You know, we need to be able to deal with real life issues, real life things. Listeners, it's time for a break, and when we return, Lori will unpack the word hope. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. This spring, you're invited to join for King & Country for the What Are We Waiting For Tour. G'day, it's Joel with For King & Country. We want to personally invite you to a brand new show playing many of your favorites as well as a new song or two. April 13th in Biloxi at Mississippi Coast Coliseum. This is Luke. We hope you'll join us this spring for the What Are We Waiting For Tour. Grab your tickets, a loved one and a friend. We would love to see you there. For King and Country, the What Are We Waiting For Tour. You can reserve your tickets at thekingandcountry.com. Welcome back, listeners. My goal today is put some joy into your life and remind you that it's okay not to be okay. My guest today is Lori Wildenberg. She's a mom of a daughter who has wrestled with depression. She is passionate about helping parents help their children navigate a messy life. She's got a book. It's called Messy Hope, and we will tell you how to get a copy in just a few minutes. Now, in your books, you have the Crostic Hope, H-O-P-E. Could you unpack this for us? Yes, I would love to unpack it for you. These are some of the cogs to the wheel of hope. And I think they're four of probably the most important ones. The letter H stands for help and helper. As we are raising our kids, we want to develop relationships that are interdependent versus independent. An independent person feels the need to handle life on their own, the lone ranger, so to speak. Someone who is interdependent in within their family system knows that their family is there to rejoice with them and to mourn with them, where we help each other out, where there's no shame in asking for and receiving help. And in fact, asking for and receiving help 
is a brave and courageous thing. Our God, this blows me away. In Psalms, David calls him our helper. The Lord of the universe is our helper. So it's also a supernatural interaction to have help and to receive help and to ask for help and to be a helper. So that is a good and godly trait that we want woven into our family. Uh, The letter O is to have an out-of-the-box perspective. Now, this isn't something that we want to toss in and say to somebody when they're going through a hard time. This is something that we want to build into our family prior to the hard time. This is prevention. This is, you know, moving forward in our parenting rather than trying to fix something in the moment. Because you can just imagine if someone's going through a hard time and you say to them, hey, you know, that God's got something better for you in the middle of them struggling with a thing that they're grieving of with their loss, that's not going to feel very compassionate or empathetic. And it could even cause the person to argue and to, to go even deeper with their grief and not then share it, maybe even to go underground with that. So an out-of-the-box perspective is something to do training beforehand. Um, we can look at uh, thankfulness and gratefulness. That's one way. Stepping back from a big problem and figuring out what's going to be the best way to solve that problem and separating facts from feelings and dealing with the facts with that out-of-the-box perspective so that we can continue to move forward. The letter P is for prayer. And prayer is, is critical to pray for your children, to pray with your children to have a prayer partner when you can't pray. And I've been in that space where I felt like it's too much, it's too hard. I can't even pray about this any longer. To have someone that would come alongside and be our prayer partner is really critical. And for your kids to see you do these things, to model that. And as your kids get older, to regularly ask them, how can I pray for you? Prayer is a critical piece of grabbing onto and clinging on to hope. And then finally, to expect the unexpected. As we were talking, life isn't just all happy. And I think perhaps now, maybe we really get that concept pretty well. People used to say, all I want is for my kids to be happy. Well, they would only live a fourth of a life because they also need to develop various skills that come from sad things, and things that frustrate us and make us angry and things that make us fearful. Because if we don't have the sad, we will never understand how to offer compassion or empathy to anyone. We won't be able to relate. If we don't have the anger used in a righteous way, righteous anger, I'm not talking about sinful anger, but if you can take that anger and channel it into problem solving, that is something that can be a very powerful way to tackle some of life's big problems. And then fear for our kids to be able to take some risks, not risky risks, but and to face some fears so that they are able to be brave and courageous. And life is lived not just in the happy place, but also in all of these other places. And for us to provide our kids the skills to help them as they navigate a real life. You know, that comment you said that a lot of parents say, well, I want my kids to have a happy life. 
I've had that conversation with people and they do everything for their child. And I said, well, you know, sometimes you just got to teach kids how to do life. Well, you know, Ron, I, I, I just want a, a better life for my kid than what I had and all the struggles. But then I s- turned it around and said, well, look, you're, you're doing well. You survived. You're here. That's a story in itself. We've got yeah. to teach our kids that life is tough, but with God, with faith, with hope, with prayer, we can get through this and we become stronger. Yeah. You know, as parents, it's really in our DNA to protect our kids. Yeah. That, that is something that we do. So it is hard to sit back and take a total back seat. What we can do is to come alongside. And I think coming alongside is that whole idea of interdependency, you know, to talk through problems, to help guide, to ask questions, to, to encourage. But if we go before and really prevent these things from happening, we're doing our child a disservice. Because they're not able to build up those spiritual muscles and those persistent muscles and those resilient muscles. You know, I interviewed an author a few years ago, and uh, she had one comment that has really stuck with me. And I said, if you could tell one thing to parents out there or moms, uh, what would you tell them? And she said that they don't need another best friend. They need a parent. They need somebody that will really, you know, teach them about life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. And they only have, you know, one mom and one dad. And so that's a unique position that the Lord has given us. And it's an honorable one. And yes, you know, we can have a great relationship with our kids. I think that's really important. But they do have a lot of friends and friends kind of come and go. But parents stay and to remember that um, we have a unique position. I noticed, uh, Lori, going through your book, you really have some unique features in the book. Tell the listeners about that. Thanks for, for bringing that up. So each chapter at the end of each chapter has both hope busters and hope builders and hopeful truths. And the hope busters are things, of course, that we'd, we'd like to avoid. And for instance, um, having our, to avoid having our kids have perpetual social media use, to avoid the expectation of perfectionism. Uh, hope, hope builders are things that we can do that will build hope up in our kids. Identifying real fear from false fear, things that are actually true not imagine and being able to say, okay, so with this false fear, what if such and such happens? Say, what if, if I get a D, I can still, you know, I can take another class. I can still pass the class if I get some tutoring. So it, it pushes us. It can push us. Hope builders can push us into a place of problem solving and, and that's empowering remembering and documenting ways that God has shown up in difficult times so that we can remember where God is faithful because when we are in a hard time, we can kind of forget that. Um, There's also the hopeful truths, like, for instance, biblical heroes have suffered from fear, anxiety, and depression. Doesn't mean you don't have a faith if you struggle with these things. That's a truth. Biblical heroes have struggled with these issues. And to know that God is always with us. And then each chapter concludes with a prayer and then a verse. 
Lori, obviously you have a ministry. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. My ministry, there's kind of a couple facets to it. I I do writing and I write articles for various places and, and you know, like books like we're talking about now. I also have a ministry called uh, 1 Corinthians 13 Parenting, which um, does a couple things. It, uh, that is my parents' coaching and consulting ministry. And also, um, I have a team of people that I can connect with if we are asked to do conferences. And so, so there's that side of the ministry. And then there's the social media side which is my mom's together Facebook uh, page and group. The Facebook page um, now has, I'm, I'm thinking like 23,000 followers and the Facebook group. Oh, I think we're approaching like 2,500, maybe more. I kind of forget moms or grandmoms in the Facebook moms together group. And uh, the group is an encouraging place. It is an equipping place, and it's also inspirational. Well, Lori, how do the listeners reach out to you, and how do they buy a copy of this incredible book called Messy Hope? Um, if you want more information about about me or about my ministries, um, head over to LoriWildenberg.com, L-O-R-I-W-I-L-D-E-N-E-E-R-G.com. To get the book, um, Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation, you can find that online wherever you purchase your book. Lori, before you go, will you encourage the listeners and also end us with prayer? I would love to. So I'm going to first read a verse, and then I'll throw out a couple of encouraging words. So this verse, John 16, here Jesus is dealing with reality, right? He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. Take heart. I have overcome the world, Jesus says. And he also tells us, yep, there's going to be trouble. And then I'd like to leave with just a couple um, thoughts. It's okay not to be okay mm-hmm. and to ask your kids the hard questions. How are you doing today? And check in with them and, and ask them the hard question. Have you considered taking your life? If you are worried that your child is in that place, you asking that question is not going to push them over the edge, but it will give them the opportunity to release that responsibility of, oh, I don't know if I can tell my mom this or my dad this. They won't be able to handle it. So ask the hard questions. And then finally, we're, we're in a society where we're always talking about thriving versus surviving. But let me say that there are times where surviving is victory. And yeah. to remember that. Amen. And um, should I close this in prayer now? Oh, please do. Thank you, Lori. Uh, Lord God, thank you so much for Ron and for his listeners. And I pray that um, whoever is out there listening, whoever needs this message, Lord, 
that you would encourage them in their situation. Let them know that you are with them. The God of the universe is with them. Let them know that. Help them to be brave, to reach out to their child, to ask the hard questions, to be brave, to seek help. Lord, there is no shame in us looking for help. And you, God, you call yourself our helper. Help us to remember that you are with us and that you are our helper. In Jesus' name, amen. Lori, one last thing. How do you get the hell out of your life? Oh, that is a great question. Yeah, the the struggles, the heartache, the hardship. I would say one big way to do that is to pray and to ask God to help you in those hard times. So I think to get the hell out of your life, I think you really have to rely on the Lord and prayer. Well, Lori, you're doing a good thing. You are really, really a blessing to a lot of folks. And I just encourage you to never stop. Now, I need to know about all your books now. So we need to have you on a a regular basis. And I've already put a little note here next to conference, a little star. So who knows what the future holds. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. And you are a gracious host. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Ron Myers has experienced the difficulties of life and with God's grace has overcome struggles, loneliness, and countless failures. His life was transformed when he discovered his destiny through Jesus Christ. Ron is an inspirational speaker on a mission to inspire, encourage, and tell individuals how to discover their destiny. And today is the day to begin your journey. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, my wonderful, beautiful friends, my time is up. And I want to remind you as I remind myself, it's okay not to be okay. Join me right now with these simple words. Lord, help me get the hell out of my life. I want to discover my destiny with you. That's it, friends. And I want to give you a Christmas gift. My book, The Promoter. Just go to my website, thepromoter.org. The details are there. I'm on your side, friends. God has an impossible situation in this world. But when you and I get the hell out of our life, we take the impossible and turn it into the possible. Join me next week as you hear Ron Meyer's story of Christmas. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.